Greetings and welcome to this Disney at Play podcast. I'm here with my daughter, Madison. We're here to explore some of the things going on at Epcot, including a portion of the Ratatouille area, which has been open to the guests. So let's go check everything out and see what's happening. We have highlighted Interventions West on previous podcasts, but take a look at Interventions East. What you're looking at is really where the electric umbrella was located. This has been completely gutted out. At least um, much of the area that was the guest dining area, including the exterior. So a lot of construction progress on this and so much more to come. We are coming along the side of the universe of energy, soon to be uh, the main entrance building to Guardians of the Galaxy's new roller coaster attraction. You could see that approaching it from this angle really gives you a sense of the height of this building. Beyond the walls where you see the Incredibles, you'll see a scrim. And that scrim actually indicates where the ship, uh, a ship is going to be positioned. It's kind of an icon going into that attraction. And, um, and then as we turn here, you'll see that uh, a lot of the construction has come into play for the front of this. For a long time, it was gutted out and there was no wall here. That wall has been put in. Plywood is on top for uh, purposes of adding, I guess, the solar panels later on. And so uh, a lot of construction going on right now. Here I am at the east entrance to what has been Mouse Gears earlier. You can see, again, that torn out, but you can see some new steel being put in I think that's new steel. It's cylindrical in shape. Maybe it was part of the old design. In fact, now that you think about it, it probably was part of the old design because there used to be some very large uh, building, circular building shapes on the ceiling. I'm gonna do a 360 here. You see in this space that there are a number of galleries and stores. Uh, a lot of kiosks uh, for this upcoming event. And, uh, and some of them are over here. You see the uh, playground. Hope I'm not making you dizzy by moving this around so much. The playground's closed because of COVID, but uh, but some additional uh, merchandise areas over there. And then over here is the donut shop and the Coke place, but neither of those are open. And there was a kiosk for food and wine that went right there, and that has been taken out as well. So largely, it's more about uh, retail than it is really about um, food and beverage here. Okay, probably the most Instagram thing is these construction walls with butterfly and figment horns. Madison is modeling our first butterfly. And then she's gonna come over here and model our second butterfly. She loves all things butterflies. Butterfly gardens in the garden festival flower and garden festival is probably your favorite thing madison i think isn't it yes so she has modeled sufficiently the butterfly so now we're gonna move on and head toward world showcase lagoon
lots to check out today around world showcase so let's go take a look one of the things i really love during the festival is the chalk art so let's check out a couple of pieces over here there's some really great talent in play here we go Bryn did this kind of uh, like a wolf. And after Fabio Fabi, not sure what that means. Rock. Oh, this is after Monet, so the other was after the artist Fabio Fabi. And this is another after Monet image. And then we got a nice little rabbit here. After Napping Company, after Hans Dahl, and Chesapeake uh, here. Really? All right, this is a little more involved. I said barrels, I meant to say buckets. But you're supposed to stand where she has her footprints, and then I'm supposed to stand here where these footprints are. And then uh, lower your hands, Madison. Lower your hands further. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, does kind of look like you're holding buckets. Very cool. Look up. There you go. Good job. They look heavy to you, Madison. All right, very good. All right, where there was one barge out in World Showcase Lagoon, there are now two barges um, mirrored and aligned in front of the American Adventure. And when you take a look at it, pulling back here on the camera you see their size looks so enormous compared to the American Adventure which is a five-story building in the background so kind of changes scale a little bit here and these things are going to be permanently in play you see a uh, poster in front it says reimagining the future harmonious will be a stunning celebration of the global connection we all share brought to life each day here on World Showcase Lagoon by day a dazzling water fountain will sparkle at night, iconic Disney music and images reimagined by artists around the world will inspire with the stories we share. So I think we're supposed to be okay with all this craziness during the daytime because these things are supposed to be showing some pretty serious fountains going on. It certainly looks that way in the illustration. Uh, we shall see, there's still two more barges teardrop barges kind of like these and then the center barge which is going to be a massive circle so as shown in the diagram that you saw earlier let's head around world show we begin our journey around world showcase we head by the citrus blossom which has been here since july well actually before that before the pandemic it was here for flower and garden then continued on for food and wine over here at refreshment port they're offering the lobster poutine um, so that's kind of the dish there and then over here we have Canada with a wild mushroom risotto and a salmon dish as well the one thing I would comment on is we're heading around World Showcase it's about five o'clock in the afternoon and maybe uh, the fact that we tend to come later in the afternoon is the reason 
why I'm missing this, but I have seen very few character processions in the parks. Um, in this particular park, I see it. Magic Kingdom on a regular basis. Animal Kingdom, pretty regular basis. It's not a great array of them, but I see the three main ones at Disney's Hollywood Studios. But boy, I'm hard pressed. I don't think I saw any of them during Christmas um, that I could recall. And I, I do believe I came earlier in the day to check on that. So, uh, but not as easy to find here it seems to me at epcot so um here's the mill stage and uh where the jammeters are currently playing and here's another um image of the barges a little, a little lighting is a little better as the sun kind of comes to a set you see the crane in the background that's preparing the other barges to uh to come on out into the water. <laughs> Madison is clearly sharing secrets at the dinner table and being rude to her other guests sitting there at the table. Oh, now she's sharing secrets with everybody else. These little Festival of the Art booths are kind of popular and very Instagrammable. Some of our friends from uh, Robin Hood are on the uh, building there. And then up here in the UK, you see Peter Pan, silhouette of Peter Pan flying. Over here, you see United Kingdom Hitcock with their stickers. May I grab one? Sure. So you got uh, the Royal Ray Gallia, Disney's favorite place to visit. It's the Tower of London where the crown jewels are kept safe by royal guards. She loves to try on the coronation regalia, but boy, oh boy, it is heavy. No wonder being regal is hard work. Little sticker that goes with it, and you see Daisy as uh, a little cartoon character on the back to be colored in. And beyond this, in the gardens, what do we got going on here, Madison? This is this is already my favorite painting. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's not only beautiful, but it's funny. <laughs> you have two fairies rivaling with each other yet again. Yes, Laura's name. It's got it's got uh, Sleeping Beauty in pink and blue, and up in the clouds, and uh, it's got Flora and Meriwether's name on it. Only Flora's name has been etched out by Meriwether, as is so typical of her. Over here is a beautiful one of uh, Snow White. And then look at the, look at the pedestal for this artwork with Belle. The sketch, it's like a, it's like a steampunk drawing machine. And if you look right that there. That Maurice has done. Yeah, and there signed. are names of the characters at the, at the bottom of the portrait. Oh so yeah. Here is oh, Doc. you see, so Doc actually painted uh, the Snow White one. Hey, that's really clever that you, that you, I didn't put that all together. Over here, we've got a few others. Uh, <laughs> the Donald Duck one shows that he is clearly number one. So I guess he must have done that one. And then we have the Mulan one and uh, looks like it's been done by Mushu. By Mushu. So very clever. Clever works of art done by the characters themselves, so to speak. 
and uh, a nice little corner of the UK pavilion to uh, to enjoy. All right, well, we'll bid adieu and head to see and check out this new Ratatouille section of France. All right, we have arrived in France and uh, a little crowd gathered here and there. You can see the Skyliner is in operation, uh, hovering over this little corner of World Showcase. And uh, we are heading into the new Ratatouille section of the park. Now the attraction's not opened up as far as we know, unless there's a real surprise, but I doubt that's gonna be the case. There's a, even a banner on the signage as you enter in saying opening to 2021 so hard to know what that means i should mention this looks like some of the retail outlets previously have been opened here in france which they were kind of closed after reopening the park and we're kind of coming through here it's uh, basically a, just a straight way to their restrooms, which the nearest public restrooms have been closed in Morocco. So this may be why they have actually used this opportunity to open this section of the park, because they needed the ability to use the restrooms. I love this immediate uh, boat available this, uh, these beautiful flowers out to the side this is really a very lovely um, area and uh, but clearly what we're seeing in front of us is a big boarded up area to the rest of Ratatouille so we're not gonna have a chance to see that this is designated to be a stroller area um, yeah, Disney has been really good in recent years to kind of create a designated stroll area so it doesn't trap the guests as they come through. Here we are. You can see the Skyliner coming straight. We're directly underneath the Skyliner here in this little corner. Over here are the new restrooms. Not doing a tour of that, but you can see where they have been set aside. And then over here is Crepes Importer, which is the new crepe dining experience. I'm gonna pull out a little bit here. I would expect, look at these windows, this may be where um, takeout is available. You notice there's a chain in front. So I'm thinking this may be where you order crepes to go on the fly. And, uh, and then again, beyond the fence, you'll see uh, just kind of like the backside of water at the Jungle Cruise. We get a uh, pedestrian view of the backside of France. One of the difficult things Imagineers had to work through in designing this space was making the Eiffel Tower not look um, out of place 
because it really it's not a really full function it's obviously to scale but it was never a tower that sat all the way to the ground it just kind of was something that kind of sat in the distance so here it is on the back side and it's much closer to the corner of the building so but again i think guess as they come through we'll still still like the look and feel of it some beautiful lamps have been installed along this promenade area it's all uh it's all looking really nice beyond that you can see the um at the very back end is you see the sign for gustos and that is where people will enter for the ratatouille ride when it opens whenever it opens which hopefully by this little gesture here means it'll be sooner than later um, some street signs on the corner uh, and uh, flowers up in the window boxes and um, kind of has a nice little tie to uh, the Riviera look that you get at the new Riviera Resort which is kind of kind of interesting because if you think about it guests checking taking off on the Skyliner where do they stop next they stop at the Riviera Resort so in a way, this is a kind of an interesting connection to the two things. Here is a wall mural, which has been painted in. Kind of a lovely flower design. The unfortunate thing is, is that the, the lamp stands in front of it, but, but still a little bit of landscaping here. Some more flower and uh, topiary boxes. And then finally, Another little design here. Um, and uh, it looks like something ought to go in the middle of all that. But right now it sits empty. Going back outside the gate, you can see, um, you see the Art Nouveau touches, which align very nicely with this side of the France building. There's a couple of chairs and tables here. But there was always kind of this Art Nouveau look with the Plumet Palette and uh, the arcade that sign that is here. So this really ties uh, very nicely with the new um, signage right here and what that looks like. It's uh, completely tied architecturally together with the previous old signage. So nice little touch. Um, but it'd be great if you just added the attraction right now. Uh, so guests could experience that sooner than later. And here again, looking toward Crescent Lake. And you see the uh, boat dock. You see the Skyliner. You see the World Showcase entrance and exit. Um, this is going to be a very popular area once everything opens, which hopefully will open very soon. This retail outlet actually has largely been closed since Epcot reopened and it contains uh, some fun little designs quite similar to what you see at the Riviera Hotel. and. Uh, um, some Aristocats over here in the corner 
um, and a few poodles along the way. It, you know, it would be interesting to do an Auburn Company poodle um, over on this end past the, and by the way, I think this is all bit, I can't remember when this was extended into one open space, um, but on this side is actually a, a little wine cellar area for selling um, um, champagne, uh, glasses of champagne, and then La um which offers a uh, wine selection inside. And all that is just steps away from where you enter for Impression de France and the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. So Madison's favorite is the chicken curry cutlet or the chicken cutlet curry? Chicken cutlet curry. Yeah, she loves this dish and she is always going to the top of the mountain at Japan to get it. And, uh, and you know what? It's a pretty filling dish. It's got a lot offered to it. And it's, it's a favor for a lot of people, including Madison. I went and gathered all the different dishes offered for the Festival of the Arts in Japan, and they never disappoint. This is a vegetable uh, gyoza with uh, mashed potatoes and... Um, is it a dumpling? It's kind of a dumpling, but vegetable style. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, um, a um, donut style sushi donut. sushi donut, and it's got a great presentation to it. And then this one really confused me. It's called Stone Garden. And I saw this, I thought, this is really what I'm getting for dessert here for the price. And then they handed this and I thought it was solid. So I actually put my finger in it. But the guy was trying to explain it to me as he was pointing to the, to the stone garden where you rake the stones. So the idea is that you're gonna take this and you're gonna pour this on your stone garden and create your own little stone garden there and then consume it. So very clever, very cute. We'll, uh, we'll take a bite, eat it, and share the results at the end. So, all right, let's do this. As a casual dining experience, there is probably nothing more transcendent at Epcot than this wonderful little corner um, of the park with its indoor and outdoor dining and choices. And when you add the... Uh, the uh, options that come with the festivals. It's a great place to just head out and enjoy the, uh, the experience. As for the dishes that I tasted, I have to say that they were just all really fun dishes. The vegetable gyoza was, um, was quite tasty, although the potatoes, I don't think of mashed potatoes in Japan. Um, and maybe I'm just out of it. And they were kind of cold, so they didn't do anything for me. However, um, what did work for me uh, was the sushi donut. That was a lot of fun. And that rock garden thing, that was just a really clever idea. In, my, uh, in our new um, Patreon group, we uh, do a little examination of different attractions right now. We just finished Pandora World of Avatar and we are now uh, focusing on Pirates of the Caribbean um, at the Magic Kingdom. 
And uh, I think one of our upcoming ones will be on Japan because there's so much to learn from this pavilion. So many levels of details. Um, even though there is not a ride attraction per se, it is still a wonderful place to um, explore and learn so much and enjoy. And so uh, we'll probably do that in the future. Um, it's time to move on to our next uh, places here at World Showcase. Coming in the next few weeks to the American Adventure will be a new museum exhibit that will focus on um, jazz music and uh, using the, uh, the film of Seoul. So uh, there'll be a new pavilion. It's gonna replace the American uh, Native American exhibit that was there. Um, there was actually an African-American exhibit prior to the Native American exhibit. Um, and I didn't think the Native American exhibit had been there very long. So I'm a little surprised they're making the change, but I'm not surprised that they are decidedly using something that connects very much to the, um, to a Disney intellectual property in this case the brand new film, Soul. So um, those exhibits are not well attended. So it'll be interesting to see if adding this, uh, adding this Disney film will help to increase attendance at that exhibit. By the way, the camera is focused on a construction wall and behind that construction wall is the new uh, gelateria that is being built and uh, it's going to be part of the Italy pavilion and it's going to offer gelato experiences. I'm going up the steps here, get just a slightly better view of it. And um, yeah, going to focus in on this a little bit and you can see that it is well underway. Um, and. Uh, Hopefully we'll uh, be open not to just in future. Lots of additions like this that you don't even expect that just kind of show up at Epcot. By the way, we're here at the Plaza and then over here at the American Gardens Theater. We can hear the Voices of Liberty starting their show. Um, and uh, just gonna cross over this little plaza area which is often used to host groups some gondolas out in the uh, harbor here and uh, it's just a really nice to see the sun setting at Epcot another gondola over here gondola here and uh, Italy and that building right there the Venetian Palace is where I used to work. As I said, where I first worked when I started with the Walt Disney Company as a consultant um, in the 90s. And I actually worked on the second floor. So if you count over from the left four windows, my desk was right there. And the music you hear playing in the background, well, that was the music I was listening to a whole lot during the day because there was a four foot by two foot speaker right next to me playing those Italian arias and uh, so uh, yeah a lot of memories from that first place 
that, uh, that I worked so long ago. Let's continue on. Another testament to the fact that attendance is always down a little bit in January, but um, is especially noticeable right now. The queue in previous months have been extended, especially during the holidays, extended way into China. It's barely forming past this turn and going into Norway. So it's a very, uh, very low attended queue right now. And um, really, having walked through this park so far today, uh, it's just not a heavy day at all. And this park makes it very casual, makes it very easy to navigate and enjoy. And uh, definitely, definitely a time to visit. Great little sunset over there. You can see the Eiffel Tower. And, uh, and we keep moving forward. Oh, look at this. Over here, where they've had um, the meet and greet for Anna and Elsa, what they have done is they have created a situation where you can get a photo with Elsa from a distance behind the fence. She's in her newer dress that's tied to Frozen 2. And... Um, and uh, Gives her a chance to kind of talk to the guests right here. I'm surprised we haven't done this earlier. This is this is a wonderful opportunity for guests to interact with the character, to get kind of a selfie photo with the character behind. And these girls are clearly eating it up. And uh, wow, this is a nice little new addition to have Elsa uh, back here. In Norway. Hey, another sign. Again, there's been long queues to actually just enter uh, the temple here in Mexico. And tonight we're just able to pretty much walk right in, which is a, a nice little treat for this evening. I love this little chalk drawing from Coco. Nice little touch on the wall there. And uh, we're gonna check out our favorite little attraction with the three caballeros and see uh, how Donald's doing. Uh, remember that the three caballeros are animatronics dating back to the Mickey Mouse Review, which opened 50 years ago this year. And uh, it's had some problems breaking down recently. And I gotta tell you, usually it takes three to four to six weeks depending on the complications of an animatronic to get it repaired and fixed back at central shops it's not an overnighter job so but we'll see what um what has happened to donald and uh, we're going to enter the queue of this attraction and check it out thank you it was a little windy here and a little hard to quite see. Um, San Angelin is just one of my favorite destination restaurants. I love the setting. So comparable to the experience she would have at Blue Bayou. And we are moving through. Thank you. And we're moving. Again, we can look at the plastic partitions on one side or we could see beautiful sun and hell in and the whole setting here 
in this attraction. Let's board. Again, I love this decor. It is truly the spirit of Epcot. And uh, you see the San Angel Inn on the side. This is just so much like the Blue Bayou restaurant at Disneyland. Only we are here in the jungles of Mexico and on an adventure to go see the three caballeros in Grand Fiesta Tour. Again, beautiful, beautiful setting with this Mayan pyramid, or Aztec pyramid, a volcano in the background. It is, um, it is just a great place for an attraction adventure. Okay, actually, the thinking that they can't find Donald is almost appropriate to the statue, this animatronic being removed from the attraction. It almost plays into the uh, storyline here. You may be hearing Donald, but there's no Donald. We just have uh, Jose and Panchito here, and Donald is missing in action. It's a little unfortunate because actually, you know, there are other attractions that when the animatronic's done, they can pull some kind of replacement. If you recall, before the animatronics were put in, they had actually a cartoon in the background of the amphitheater it was a really well done cartoon of them all singing. It's a shame they don't add that back in and to, um, it's a replacement. But the hard thing is, is you don't want to take out the other two animatronics because you've created a whole lot more work in the process of, uh, of uh, fixing this attraction. So hopefully on our next tour, we'll be able to see Donald when uh, we come by. We're now heading by the uh, map of Mexico, and we see in pink form uh, farewell from the three caballeros, adios amigos, and uh, and then as we come back toward the exit of the attraction, it's a little thing, but there's always been um, kind of an area that you could step off if the current, if the boats became stuck. They finally put in railings and uh, stanchions and uh, velvet ropes, and they've added pictures of the three caballeros uh, in there. And it's to keep guests from getting out of the boat prematurely. You can hear the dialogue. They've always had the dialogue to say seated, but it doesn't always translate to the national audiences, and you can be stuck here. So they finally have put in these stanchions. So when I was in Japan, I mentioned the idea that one of our upcoming Patreon group adventures might be visiting Japan in detail. In truth, I'm having second thoughts. Maybe it ought to be Mexico. It has an attraction with so many layers to it. Looks like a simple ride, but there is a lot of history in the architecture and the experiences shown. Even something as simple as the three caballeros 
Uh, these are these are very important characters who are part of a very big story. Uh, here we have Coco. There's so much to cover here in the Mexico Pavilion. So I have to think about which of the two pavilions I had to cover in the upcoming. Make sure you check out our Patreon group. Uh, you will find value. Um, you're not getting value if the only thing you get is a podcast a day earlier than everybody else. I promise you some interactive uh, apps and experiences that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, you just have to check it out. And, uh, and a portion of the proceeds, particularly the first three months, are going to Embrace Celebration, which is helping those who are really suffering from having been laid off, furloughed, unemployed here in Central Florida. So you're uh, getting value while you are offering something to others. So do check it out and um, make sure that you um, take advantage of what we have to offer uh, through our Patreon group, uh, which is uh, uh, a really exciting new offering that we are providing. Presentation at Epcot Experience for the new Ratatouille attraction. You see things from the point of view of a rat. If you look at the center model, you'll see little rat parts moving around and little rats as well moving around uh, the uh, display of Epcot. Yeah, this is this is the next attraction, and hopefully it will not be too long before we have a chance to experience it firsthand. It also seems appropriate that we just take a quick glimpse of the new harmonious traction now that we've seen two of the barges today. You can see these barges, you can see the arm moving, you can see the lights that emanate from these barges. You see there's pyro attached to these barges. Looking back at Spaceship Earth, you see the uh, the wishing tree on the right side, and you see the uh, pavilion for guests experiencing uh, group events here at Epcot. That's still yet to be determined as to its future. Yeah, that pretty well sums. So no wait to get into Mouse Gear. Another sign that. Attendance is a little light this time of day and this time of year. Looking for new merchandise that might showcase to you what I'm finding, what I'm discovering and realizing is that there is not a lot of emphasis being placed right now on mobile checkout. You'll see that there are two stands that are in the store, one with uh, each one with clear plastic bags and then a little sign, you can actually put the hangers here. Um, but very, 
very little. There wasn't anybody at the store saying you want to check out or utilize our mobile checkout. Nobody handing out plastic bags at the entry. There are individuals at the exit to check your bag, but there's always been an individual at the exit. Seems like, seems like uh, for a pilot, this is not getting a lot of attention. So I find that a little interesting, especially when, uh, good night, have a great evening. They've got stuff for mobile checkout, but again, very little attention being played toward it. Something to ponder and consider. We are coming back toward the entrance of Epcot and I'm facing a construction wall. The Universe of Energy building soon, Guardians of the Galaxy on that side. And if you look above, you can see the outline, the old wonders of life building. I stop here to note the characters of Big Hero 6. And while the Wonders of Life building is being made into a uh, Disney play building, which sounds like interactive games, plus Disney meet and greet characters and lots of shiny lights and probably a little bit of food and retail. Um, I think, man, wouldn't it be great if Baymax could have provided an entire re-theming of the uh, Wonders of Life pavilion around the subject of, of health? That seems like, talk about playing into an IP that is totally missing in any Disney park. Because I think Big Hero 6 is a terrific film and uh, could be a great uh, thematic setting for talking about healthcare. And, uh, and then I think about somebody like MetLife, who is currently sponsoring the fever checks at the front of the park. Also other things like the marathon when it's occurring. Would they be a potential sponsor? Could you get another insurance group? Heaven knows. Insurance groups spend so much money on advertising. I think MetLife got their money's worth uh, promoting um, themselves via Wonders of Life. Seems like as much as the Play Pavilion looks good, I think that's a missed opportunity, not using Baymax and really focusing on health. Maybe we need another pavilion after a new brand new pavilion. Just kind of thinking, dreaming, wishing. Okay, just accept the fact that uh, I'm going to be guilty of using these acrylic, this, these acrylic statues in front of Spaceship Earth as my uh, send-off piece every time we do an Epcot update. It's so beautiful. I think the evolution of lead lighting and its use both on the acrylic statues themselves as well as the fountains below they're ever-changing colors beautiful bright bold colors against spaceship earth which is all beautiful and bright and bold as well this is this is a stunning setting and a great place to end our podcast for the day thanks for joining us make sure that you uh, subscribe to disneyatplay.com and also to our youtube video which is completely showcasing all of this at J. Jeff Cober. Uh, check out both of them. Make sure you subscribe to both of them. Again, check out our Patreon page. And uh, thanks again for joining us. In the words of Sinbad's Storybook Voyage, always follow 
the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We will see you real soon. Thank you.